Here's an idea. What if every movie took place in the same universe? Mm-hmm. I'm Eric Scott. What up? It's your boy, Rich Mike. Yo, it's Armand. Was it the best movie I've ever seen? Yeah, probably. Thank you, baby. And this is Across the Movieverse. Yeah. Yo, what are we Ooh, talking we about? Are recording. <laughs> recording. Rick. <laughs> My fans, I'm going to call them uh, Ricktards. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> what is that? Rick, that I, I don't want to say what I thought I heard out loud what'd you say you heard you heard it you heard it correctly um my my nickname is uh rick short for eric and my my fans are ricktards <laughs> <laughs> let's get ricktarded you know <laughs> i don't know if that part's gonna stay in yeah, when i edit it we'll I find would, out if the black eyed peas good to make it work uh you probably can't either honestly i told a girl that uh that the black eyed peas song let's get it started which is very popular is actually let's get retarded and she had no idea <laughs> did you know that armand was she retarded um yeah i, I actually yeah. i don't know i maybe i might i feel like i might have just been a just a piece of shit little kid and just assumed it was retarded <laughs> you thought it was let's get it started and all of you and your friends <laughs> yeah. turned it to retarded yeah, exactly. just to be an asshole but turns out Turns out that was the real song. You thought you were like Weird Al, but it turns out they just did it the whole yeah, time. Exactly. You guys are just assholes. <laughs> turns out we just weren't special I'm surp- at all. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't uh, – that hasn't come up more than it has. Like I don't think anyone's ever addressed it. Like I don't care, but I think it's pretty uh, Who sings, pretty hilarious. Who sings that, that song? The Black Eyed Peas. No. Both versions? Yeah, let's get it started. Is the radio edit for "Let's Get Retarded"? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and did not and then know they that. Just, yeah, yeah. And then they, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a piece of the song in this pot. <laughs> you should. Uh, I thought. It, yeah, it. I thought it was a weird Al thing or something, but it does sound no, no, just no. like the Black Eyed Peas. Well, yeah, you know how the beginning, it's like "Let's get it started." It's, it's that. It's the exact thing, but it's retarded. <laughs> pretty pretty good song it is a good song like how lucky do you think they were or how happy when they found out they're like okay what rhymes with retarded (laughs) how are we gonna save this one why yeah (laughs) they're like okay let's get it get it farted Uh, oh it's like i've got they're pulling their hair out like let's get it quick farted (laughs) wait a second and then when they changed it, it like blew up and went everywhere. It was on like uh, Monday Night Football, I think. Like <laughs> it was huge. Can't, yeah, can't do that now. No, I'm surprised you could do that then. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, maybe if the if the song's good enough, uh, I don't think it matters what you say. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the beat's good. Yeah, if it's a shitty song, they're like, Beacon. "Oh, come on now, can't be saying, All right. can't be saying that." <laughs> 50 Cent would say the F word a lot uh, for the one for gay people <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're worried about 50 Cent saying fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also says the N word a bunch, but he, that's that's pretty cool. I'll, that's what I was thinking first, but <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the other F word. <laughs> I think, uh, I think they said that the F word in uh 
in Rushmore, right? That's what we watched today. We watched Rushmore. They said the N word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did they say the N word? Yeah, in one yeah. of those places. The Mexican guy. I was changing my laundry and I oh, was okay, listening right. over listening to it and I went back and rewound it to make to double check to make sure they or to see if they said the N word, not to make sure. Do you do you call them and say like, excuse me, you did not say the N word, please, <laughs> please fix that? Because <laughs> yeah. they were doing a a play from a movie, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a was it Serpico. That was at his. That was at Rushmore, and then this play was yeah. at the the final play. Yeah, yeah. Or or I thought it was like crash or something like that like i don't know oh it was well this movie came out in uh what like 97 <laughs> uh yeah 97 98 yeah i guess that would be before crash that was before Ludacris was unveiled as the true actor he was yeah maybe Cra- <laughs> could you, maybe could you crash imagine was written based off that 15 second scene in this movie could you imagine Ja Rule in Crash? <laughs> That's the real question. Like if he's if he's stuck with the Fast and Furious, and that means he would have ludicrous. We talked about this before, but I can't get over it. He would be in Crash. Wait, is Crash in the Fast and Furious universe? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like if. He would have Ludacris blew up after two past two furious. Yeah, he would have he would have assumed Ludacris's career instead of it falling off because they would have seen him as like a legit actor. Two <laughs> past two furious took off. He'd be he'd be the hacker in uh in the new Fast and Furious movies. Which uh I mean this will be way after this comes out, but new trailer for Fast and Furious Nine comes out on mm-hmm. Friday. I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw the pumped. teaser. I am astounded about what there's this could possibly be about it's yeah there's a teaser it's uh letty what, what? given dom's daughter oh my god how have i necklace. not seen this everyone pause your devices oh flip on the fast and furious teaser even though the trailer is definitely out by now i saw a post on instagram no, the, about it oh yeah yeah oh my god okay it's taking everything i have not to just <laughs> leave leave this and go go Smash watch your that computer, yeah I can't wait. Smash my computer, not be able to watch it. Uh, I'm going to watch that right after this. I had no idea there was a, a teaser. I'm it pumped. It's confusing. But I'm excited for the trailer. Oh, I'm very excited. But uh, how have you guys been? Do you watch any, uh, besides Rushmore, do you watch any movies this week? Two movies, yeah. Watch Jojo Rabbit, which was very good. Yeah, watch awesome. Rushmore, which was... Even Jojo better. Rabbit's kind of a Wes Anderson-y. Yeah, that's exactly like how I felt. Some... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was good. I was a big fan. That and I saw Parasite. What about you? Oh, Parasite's so good. Yeah, so good. Did you watch it in a theater or on a screener? Uh, screener. Since okay. one of was it Was it your brother? Mike, was it your brother's like login or whatever? Uh, no, not for either of them. My uh, oh, okay. Uh, 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 yeah, someone I work with, my coworker. She's in the DGA, so she gets screeners. Oh, dope. Yeah, I went and saw. Uh, what did I see? I went and saw Just Mercy, which is where Jamie Fox is a mm-hmm. wrongfully convicted death row inmate, and Michael B. Jordan is his lawyer in like the South. Yeah, and it is it is emotional. I was like weeping in the theater. <laughs> Especially and then I turned my, with Kobe Bryant's death. I'm sure doubled up. Well, no, so I 
so I turned my phone back on and I had messages from people that said Kobe Bryant had died. It was like it, it the news broke while I was in the movie. And then I walk to the train platform and I see a guy die on the train platform. What? Wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much he, uh, he, they were like, they were using the paddles on him, like Did on the get, train platform. Oh, he didn't get like splattered by a train. No, no. He was like down on the train. They were evacuating the train because it was just going to be there for a while. And yeah. someone was giving him CPR and they were like loading up the paddles. And then I just like got on my train and went about my day. Kind of sucked. That's yeah. NYC, baby. It was a bummer of a day. But then I saw uh, a man and his young son playing the bongo drums together and people were giving him money. And it was just that that kind of cheered me up. That was nice. Yeah. And that's NYC, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's really uh, ups and downs here. <laughs> a lot of music, but, uh, a lot of CPR. Were they, were they playing two separate bongo drums or each on one bongo drum? Two two separate bongo drums. It was a very basic rhythm, but they were pretty good at it. And the little kid was like pretty small. And like people would give him a dollar and he, it was good. I gave him a buck. Nice. I'm a, I'm a sucker for uh, musical kids. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a... oh. I watched. I've been on a big Wes Anderson kick since we watched Rushmore. I watched uh, Bottle Rocket, which I'd never seen, mm-hmm. and then just finished uh, Life a Life Aquatic. Oh, uh, those I haven't seen either. Both both are very good. Would recommend. And I'm gonna watch the Darjeeling Limited, which is like one of the other ones. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to pick just one director and yeah. just watch all of his movies. Say Wes and Anderson's then, like, a good choice. Yeah, he is. And there's like there's not all that many of them, and they're all very like distinct, and ha- he has like a style to them, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. You can. See I want to watch all of. Uh, oh, absolutely! I want to see uh, all of uh, Bong Joon, uh, Parasite. Yeah, his movies. I want to see what's. I got to rewatch Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah, I got to see that one. I hear it. that one's really good. It's pretty good. Mike, we watched. Remember when we we tried to watch Snowpiercer for like three weeks in college? And I kept falling asleep during it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie 15 times in two weeks or parts yeah. of it. It was intense. I, I'm, I can see Parasite-esque. It's intense. It's funny. It's out there. We should do a Bong, uh, Bong, Joon, Bong Joon soon kick. A Bong Universe. <laughs> Bing Bong Joon. Bing Bong Joon. I'm in. I would love to. Get like we've been watching like really bad movies, which makes it or not bad movies, but like weird, like surf ninjas. And then <laughs> now we're watching really good movies. makes it a little harder to make fun of because they're great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, what did you guys think? This is what like kicked off. This movie was Wes Anderson's second movie kicked off. Like one of the most acclaimed directors careers of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to talk shit about. Yeah. I mean, that's like when we watched The Prestige and it was just so yeah. hard to like we could we couldn't make fun of it. We were just praising the movie the whole time. <laughs> trying to just talk uh, make understand it better. <laughs> yeah. So uh well yeah, let's dive into the movie, I guess, a little bit. Our thoughts and uh I really I mean I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. This was Jason Jason Schwartzman's first film, I think. Damn, that's yeah, pretty nice. That makes sense. He's the main character. Really young in this. And he crushed it, but I, he plays that like quirky, nerdy, like quirky weirdo and everything he's in. Yeah. I mean, even in uh, Scott yeah. Pilgrim, he's 
like a millionaire, but he's still like a like, like a little working. creep. Yeah, like a weirdo. I don't, I, he's not creepy. I don't know. Or sometimes he's creepy in well, the movie, but there, there's some creep, some creep to him. But it's like high school creepy, like cute, creepy. just all horny and yeah, yeah. I uh, I like at the beginning when they show him like really, really cool, and then uh, I thought that was going to be the whole thing. And yeah. they immediately switch. And he's like, he, it's like, I couldn't tell, is he cool in this movie or is he not? Cause I think he's like real cool. I love what he's doing. He's yeah. got all these like hobbies and, but he's a bad student. He's like flunking all his classes. Doesn't hang out with anyone his own age. I thought, I thought he was, I thought this school was like Rushmore is the name of the school. I thought it was like, uh, ages like kindergarten through sixth grade. And he was still in there as like a 15 year old, but it's like a, Full boarding oh, okay. school up to high school, yeah. up to twelfth grade, and he's only in tenth grade. He's hanging out with fucking little kids the whole movie. Dennis the Menace hanging out with little kids. Yeah, yeah. He's saying, was that Dennis the Menace? Yeah, yeah. it was Dennis uh-huh. the Menace. Nice. So he's cool. hanging out with Dennis the Menace. He's he's hanging out with Bill Murray, and then trying to French kiss his uh his teacher. Yeah, yeah. The way he he falls in love with that first grade teacher by matching her handwriting from a book in the library and tracking her down thinking he's going to go give someone mm-hmm. a detention. He's just like on a weird power. He's a creep in this movie. He's like on a weird power trip. Just what likes giving people a hard time. Maybe he's not a creep in this movie. He just likes giving people a hard time. He's a, uh, he's a, as he quotes a, a barber son and he wants to be better than that, which is like, well, that's why he, he would lie and say that he was like a brain surgeon's son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite his, a bit. His dad's real supportive of, of him, of his lies and his schemes oh. and this. Very supportive dad. I wish my dad, yeah, dad a was a barber. I think his dad was just too old to give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I like that he was like, he was always writing those plays. He, uh, he, he, he was like the chairman of like 50 different clubs. It's very Wes Anderson to open on like a book that, uh, that's always like a, a theme in his uh, his films. I feel like they show a book or like a letter to start. Yeah, intros a lot of it. Yeah, one of I didn't think I was gonna have a favorite montage in this movie, but the they ran through a montage of um, Jason Schwartzman's or Max Fisher's all the clubs or extracurricular activities mm-hmm. he was in, and it was it was like so fifteen good. or twenty of them, and they were all like funny. Uh, little gifts or snapshots of him fucking around in all these cool, sweet clubs. I was, wouldn't expect a great mon. Maybe Wes Anderson is the montage king. I feel like that's he, why. He honestly might be. Yeah, because it like tells a whole story. I feel like that that's another theme in his movies. No. Yeah. So much backstory. Yeah. yeah. That's why I th- I think that's why he like a lot of people in the school like him because he's just started so many different groups mm-hmm. and they all and he's like ahead of all of them so he he knows every student basically he he doesn't seem like like yeah. he seems like kind of a bully but also a nerd I I don't yeah it's like very lost yeah I guess and then like he would get beat I, up by the bullies kind yeah. of I guess I knew people like that in high school me. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to be that guy now. I just love having all like different sorts of hobbies and stuff. Just yeah. doing all these kinds of shit. No, uh, I meant my montage. I think I meant, oh, go ahead. I was liking because just, he was getting bullied and also 
pushing away all of his friends. <laughs> That's what I meant. Either a nerd nor oh, a nerd. Right. <laughs> not that he was doing all these cool activities. Right. I was the, I was uh, just writing plays. <laughs> yeah. I was the uh, they, uh the Mexican in the in, in the plays that said the N-word. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're like, Armand, okay, you don't you don't have to ad lib on the script anymore. <laughs> like Armand, this is fiddler on the roof. You don't have to say the N word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is uh Charlotte's Web. Could you please? Uh you're wearing a s <laughs> you're wearing a duck costume, Armand. Stop saying the N word. <laughs> Just like I, trying to get into my character. Favorite montage. <laughs> I love the montage where the training one where where they're uh him and Bill Murray are training together. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Sam so like running the, through the his Bill Murray's steel warehouse with the pipes and stuff just for no reason to get Bill Murray back in shape he, for for the teacher. Convinces him. Yeah, convinces him to uh <laughs> to spend like ten million dollars on this aquarium. <laughs> it's eight million dollars. And she didn't yeah. even show up. <laughs> she didn't show up. Everyone's always freaking out. Like, there's just no rules in this town. No. He, he, yeah. He's not treating it, pitting people against each other. He's drinking at dinner. He's smoking cigarettes in, in like, school. In school, this 15-year-old yeah. kid. The teacher's so smoking on campus. Oh, uh, that's cool. The bu- let's do a uh, budget for the a place. quick breakdown of the – Oh, for the uh, – for the – the boarding school yeah the but even even the the um the public oh school yeah whatever that he goes to the public school play was insane yeah at the very end yeah order dynamite i thought that was going to come back and like kill someone no it was just for production yeah. reasons to put on one hell of a show production hey, value that's where my taxes are going uh that's cool man Better. hey fine by me i i support the arts uh <laughs> Let's uh let's do a breakdown real quick of the characters kind of and uh like overall the story just so yeah we know where we're at. But we already kind of I mean glazed over a bunch of opens on Max Fisher which is Jason Schwartzman Schwartzman mm-hmm. who's kind of this nerdy kid but he does a lot of stuff. Uh people know him. He's always he's as as you would say Mike you got a finger his finger in a lot of pies. Yeah, he's got <laughs> A lot of different pies. He's got his <laughs> fingers and toes and a lot of different pies. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot He's of a busy kid. <laughs> he's a busy he's man. Flunking, <laughs> flunking school, but he's in the fencing club. And yeah, uh, I think he's they're at this private school. I think he's failing on purpose because he doesn't want to leave Rushmore. Oh, that's a thing. That's kind of like Van Wilder esque. Like yeah. he, yeah. To, he even said that that like. Uh, he wants to give everything he has to Rushmore. And then like Bill Murray said that the teacher was his Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's why I buy Bill, the aquarium. Bill Murray sh- <laughs> oh yeah. He's got Bill Murray shows up. He's a rich guy. He's the father of a couple like uh dickheads, <laughs> dickhead students. These two redheaded <laughs> brother Fox. Always rides uh, around uh, picking on Bill Murray, dad, other dad, Bill Murray. <laughs> turns out, he, I was reading on IMDb trivia that Bill Murray actually 
hated those kids in real life. And that's why like most of his yelling at them was real. Like it, it was improv, but he just was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I wonder cause he, cause he actually hated him. Yeah. Smacking him in the backseat. I was going to say, I wonder if that was improv. He's just like, I'm fucking sick. Oh, that, kids. That'd be so great to be, to take like artistic liberties to hit kids. <laughs> like, that dude. like, uh, <laughs> They're like yeah, it was great. All that was all that was improv. You really uh, beat the shit out of that child. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So magical. Give that yeah. man an Oscar. Yeah. Parents off the set. Parents off the set. <laughs> that was the rehearsal too. We shot the rehearsal and we just beat wonder, the shit out of these do kids. You, do you know how old Jason Schwartzman was uh, in this movie? I don't. Because he wasn't actually fifteen. He played a fifteen-year-old, but he they. Uh, he my looks very is, young. My guess is like twenty-three. Yeah, he was always a young, young-looking guy, and they put the braces on him too, which made him. Uh, yeah, you know, they gave him look younger. Kooky haircut, yeah. braces. Did you know he's a uh, he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola? Oh, he was only eighteen. Oh, the the guy that shit, the guy that invented the car. That's uh, that's Henry Ford Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> the assembly line. But so is so he's also rela- he's also related to Nick Cage. Yeah, is that Nick Cage's son? No, I think they're cousins though. Nephew, cousins. Yeah. So I mean, um, got imagine having like that kind of <clears throat> foot in the door into the business, like his his uncle is one of the like best directors or like highly acclaimed directors of all time. And he gets it somehow gets in Godfather. and he, yeah. And he gets in to Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson wrote this, right. Or directed it, wrote it. Yeah. What Wes Anderson directed, they wrote it together. Yeah. Well, how, what's their connection to the big wigs? How did they get, how did, how did they get Schwartzman? How do they get 18 year old Schwartzman to get in this <laughs> nephew? Uh, of- apparently he, <clears throat> apparently he just he auditioned like thousands of people auditioned for the role and he got it oh shit yeah that's pretty impressive he was great in this he was yeah but this really maybe that's his scheme but like every movie or tv show he's in he's like he's he's the quirky jewish guy you think he's yeah. like that in real life and then that's just kind of his char- same character that he yeah. always brings to the all the other different characters he plays. He got typecast or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, or maybe he just can't act and he just shows up as himself. <laughs> no. Like he's just, he's quirked his way through Hollywood. Yeah. He got his, uh, he, he's quirking people off. <laughs> <laughs> but so, he falls in love with the teacher that he finds. Um, she's like British and hot. They, uh, they kind of touch hands. The, the, oh, the, whole, the Holy perfect. Trinity, British, hot, widowed. <laughs> Smokes cigarettes, works with kids. When they touch hands, she, she got really hard nipples. Did you see that? Yeah. What? They like kind of held hands for a second or something. Her, her, her nips were real hard. And I don't know if that was an artistic choice. It's <laughs> pretty cool. I didn't. I missed that. I gotta go back and rewatch it. Yeah, I've never missed a nipple. <laughs> like even in Parasite, where you gotta watch with the pair, uh, with the subtitles, you still catch every mm-hmm. nip on screen. Yep. 
Well, I have to watch twice. I go once for Nip, once for <laughs> for subtitles. Nip first. <laughs> nip first. Exposition later. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, every it really takes a chunk out of my day watching these <laughs> watching these movies. <laughs> I gotta go back. You watch Wedding Crashers twice every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I wake up, six cups of coffee during wedding crashers, <laughs> go back to sleep. Ready after that, ready to start my day for a nice boob montage. Oh, dude, I saw that movie with my parents in the theater, and then when they're when they're throwing the women down and just and their titties are flopping out, I was it was awesome. <laughs> and then you look to your left and saw mom. Yeah. My mom's just like, what What did I do again? My dad's loving it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hell of a picture. <laughs> I was very happy. She was in between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like right at the beginning of the movie too, which is great. It's like, oh man. Yeah. That's up there with uh, credit credit boobs. That's some, like. Boob and, montage. Uh, uh, good, good luck, That's Chuck. good. <laughs> so, oh, the sex montage. There's, there's a bunch of boobs in there. Oh yeah, man. I wonder who the first person was. Was like, <laughs> he saw some titties. And he's like, we got to get these on the screen. <laughs> sex drive has driven every good invention for the past six thousand years. Well, that's what uh, VHS was started because of uh, porn. Yeah, to get more porn into the hands of the consumers, okay. so they can get the consumers into their own hands. <laughs> <laughs> you hear about the story of the first train on the big screen. You never heard the story about the first boob on the big screen. The 1920s audience Dude. was terrified oh and horny. Yeah. <laughs> They think it's just a giant pit, yeah. like coming at them. They run out of the theater screaming. <laughs> One guy's like, "I'll take it." Yeah, I'll- I was gonna say, except like the little the teenagers, all the men salute. All yeah. the teenagers are running they, toward the screen. They run and they jump through it like Wiley e. Coyote. There's like a human size. They're like they have to replace the screen like every day. They're like, oh, they went they went through another one. It's a it's a a human sized thing in the wall, but it's he's got a huge boner jumping through it. Oh yeah, yeah. He, they're all stuck in the wall like darts. <laughs> they develop like a, a harder screen, so like, and their whole body. Oh can't yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It drives at everything. Innovation. <laughs> Might as well call it innovation, maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then that's how they came up with glorials. <laughs> yeah, uh, the obvious next step. Oh, those guys were stuck in there, and someone saw it and uh, started poking around at it. Man, it's crazy how just like one, it's like the butterfly effect, the boob, <laughs> the boobify effect. <laughs> uh, one little thing will uh, just really set everything in motion. Well. What movie did we watch again? <laughs> there was a talk. Speaking of, there was talks of hand jobs in this movie. Uh, Jason Schwartzman played Max Fisher. He was 15, and then he had a good chapel partner. They called him, played by Dennis the Menace, <laughs> who was his buddy, his friend, and like kind of little assistant throughout it. 
But Dennis the Menace had a smoking hot mom in this movie. And this <laughs> this other random Scottish student character was given uh, Jason Schwartzman shit for being a good friend to this little Dennis the Menace. And Schwartzman was like trying to impress him and said, his mom jerked me off in the back of her car. Right. Mm-hmm. She was, she, I mean, she looked like she was into him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She? They shook hands. Yeah. Of sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I know anything about women, <laughs> I know, what sh- I know what shaking hands yeah. means. <laughs> They're, uh, so real quick, when I was watching this movie, I wrote down this whole like story in my notebook because, uh, I was watching it on my phone on the train and I sit down next to these, uh, like Latino kids, but they also had like green hair. They were like really hipster Latinos and they were yelling about uh, how, how shitty white people are <laughs> like on the train. They're just like, white people suck. Uh, they're like, one girl's like, white people are gross. Like they don't even wash their hair. And I'm like sitting there just laughing because like I had just washed my hair for the first, like tw- two for the first time in like two weeks. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, she's not wrong. Like everything she's saying is accurate. Just scream about white people and then like how they're gentrifying the neighborhood and ruining Brooklyn as I'm like watching a Wes Anderson movie <laughs> on my phone, taking notes on it. Like I just looked like the worst <laughs> like hipster doofus. <laughs> taking notes for a, a movie podcast. Good for you for yeah, yeah. powering through, because I would have immediately stopped. I would have gotten off the train. <laughs> oh yeah. I loved it though because they were they. It was funny though that that I only washed my hair because I was going like, I was like meeting a girl for a date and then. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, I should wash wash my hair. <laughs> yeah, wash my wash my pubes. <laughs> In case things go well. I feel like if I did that, if I went on the train and just started screaming, that I'd probably just get my ass whooped. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, white people. You can openly say whatever you want about white people. <laughs> pretty cool i guess yeah and most most white people will be like oh yeah you're right you know whatever <laughs> whatever just don't, just don't stab me <laughs> yeah yeah just don't uh you know just uh get off my lawn you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> just if you're gonna say it you know just stay on the sidewalk buddy so i can you know okay i don't want to donate to your basketball <laughs> yeah. team okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're 48 years old. Why are you? Your hoop, your hoop dreams are gone, dog. Uh, <laughs> and, all right. So yeah, I just wanted to. I, I saw in my notebook that I had this whole uh, this whole thing. Yeah, because the, and they're just talking about how white people were corny as I'm watching Wes Anderson movies. Okay. It was, it was perfect. Um. What are some like what's Wes Anderson known for? I, I'm having a hard time describing it. Like just artistic well, shots or like Yeah. Like, very are, like meticulously What what am I? I was gonna say that and I feel like pacing. I feel like a lot of the movies that I've seen kinda have that same pace. Pacing like long shots with like detailed set decoration, lots of like symmetry yeah. and then like elaborate practical set design, so they like make all the sets as they're going through and then it kind of looks like cartoony sometimes uh he like he really like builds a world like i just watched life aquatic and that's like there's parts of it that just look totally fake but it like works within the movie Mm -hmm. 
it's really cool. I recommend it. Yeah, I need to dive through all of his stuff. Yeah. So should we uh well I guess we'll wrap up the the summary part. He he falls in love with a teacher. She doesn't love him back because he's a child. He's <laughs> and a, yeah. he does all this stuff to try to win her back. And befriends Bill Murray, who's a rich guy in town, who also falls in love with a teacher, but he's like really boring and they break up. And then, uh, yeah, he's, basically uh, his, his wife cheats on him. So he just kind of fucking hates his life. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. the scene where so Bill Murray's at like his kid's birthday party and he's sitting at a table outside his pool, like while his wife is with someone else and like his kids are across the way and he's just smoking cigarettes, drinking, throwing golf balls, throwing golf balls like four feet away into his pool. I was like, I could really relate to that. I really, um, it really resonated with me. I was like, this is the best, that's the best vacation I've ever seen. Yeah, it just goes up smoking and dives into the pool. It seems pretty great. Not even dives, cannonballs. I was yeah. worried he was going to dive, oh, yeah. and then I would it would lose uh, lose the charm with me because I can't dive. But when he cannonballed, I was like, this man, this man knows me. Yeah. Dude, every dive I've ever done, my penis has popped out of my shorts because <laughs> the the water the water just rips your shorts off. Yeah, it's like you dive in and then you come up, you like shoot up real fast, and it's like whoa! It's because of your weird body, Eric. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I've got a your my, big baggy shorts, uh, your wide shoulders push the water out, and then the water needs to go somewhere so it just gangs your, your trunks down <laughs> just sucks my trunks off my flat ass and my and then my, i look like the fucking little baby in the nirvana cover of the, <laughs> the album my, As a grown my cold man, little my, my little cold water dicks hanging out. <laughs> I, I get so embarrassed sometimes about you ever wake up and you look at your dick and you're like is this even a penis like this thing <laughs> Uh, What's going on here? <laughs> Man. Every morning I Crazy. make sure my I wake up, make sure my dick hasn't fallen off. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we got ourselves another one. <laughs> one more day. It's like watching the uh watching the leaves fall off of a, <laughs> of a plant, just hoping. Everyone makes a wish on your dick and then when it falls off it comes true. <laughs> your dick falls off. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> should we uh, should we dive into some uh, some fan theories here? Yeah, some uh, shared universe stuff. I feel yeah, like, man. What are we, uh, I feel like we're we got Dennis the Menace. I feel like since yeah. he was a little shit, uh, his mom sent him to mm-hmm. Rushmore to kind of get him in shape, and then he kind of did. And even though he's a little well-behaved he still has that like kind of shithead in him when he's throwing the rocks at at um even max even following schwarzman's hijinks at even at the start that's like schwarzman is a bad student he's just like a like a schmoozer he just schmoozes his way through things Mm kind of like dennis the menace did i could see like Dennis, Den, also Dennis Menace had a hot mom in Dennis Menace. But she was hot. He like Dennis Menace never his fucking his shit goes unchecked throughout all the movie of Dennis the Menace, and then he hopefully gets sent to this boarding school, Rushmore, 
thinking that Schwartzman will, or the school will straighten him out, but Schwartzman just fucking makes him even worse. Makes him a tr- mischief man and a schmoozer. And then tells everyone that his mom's cranking him off. Yeah. 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 I don't understand that Scottish dude bullying them either. That guy was random, but that's... <sighs> it turned... And it turns out he actually like likes him too yeah. at the end. Like he he just wanted to be included, which like most bullies do, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you just got to. Anytime I got bullied, I would just write a play and then ha- ask them to be in it, and then they'd call me a fag and kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to do theater in high school, and I would uh, I would have to wear makeup, and. I didn't know how to take it off very well. So I just wear it to school the next day. I would have like eyeliner on and boy, did they let me have it. It you, was, uh, you, it was brutal. You're telling me you didn't learn to take the makeup off. You just kept getting bullied. Well, it, I mean, it, cause we'd only have like two shows and I like, wouldn't know how to like scrub it off my face. And part of me was like, I don't care. But now if you did that, everyone would be like, man, Eric is so brave. Uh, yeah. look at him <laughs> really, yeah. really look into the fa- the face of adversity. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, that is not his shade, but he's brave. <laughs> his mom did not help him put that on. No. Yeah, I remember one time I wore flip flops to high school, and I almost had to move. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> tough, tough to run in those bad boys. <laughs> Man, two two thousand eight was a <laughs> it was a mean time. <laughs> I don't even know. There's no way kids can be as mean as they used to be because it's just the words you can't say anymore. I don't know what else. Yeah. I don't know. I, going to an all-guy school, people said some really fucking mean shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because you got all that – you all got all that You're all pent-up up. rage. Yeah. yeah. And there's no, there's no, like, women to try to hold it together around, I imagine. Yeah. Besides, like, t- like – 30-year-old teachers who just get bombarded by insults and then they end up that, crying in the that's like rush, That's like that's like Rushmore. All yeah. boys school. Yeah, they have Dennis the Menace playing a, a nun in Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> One of Schwartzman's activities is his playgroup and he puts on Serpico and Dennis the Menace gets the role of the nun. <laughs> the, uh, what was his last name in the movie? Max what? Fisher. Fisher, yeah. Max, the, Max, the Max Fisher players was his like... Yeah. Uh, his theater group. Yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, Dennis Aminis, uh got transferred to the boarding school. Makes sense. He's rich. Can afford it. I just want to mention one character, and that's uh, the headmaster of the school is Brian Cox, and he's a classic... Mm-hmm character actor i like to think he is the head of treadstone from the born supremacy yeah what's the born oh born identity born supremacy born ultimatum Mm -hmm. he's the head of treadstone at the end of one of them he allegedly commits suicide and then he doesn't end up getting in trouble for treadstone because they just covered up I like to think he faked a suicide. He's got a whole bunch of tricks up his sleeve. Ends up going to a school, trying to calm down, thinking he's got his next recruit in mind, Max Fisher, the born identity, mm-hmm. number two. 
Matt Damon, he's a crafty guy. He wasn't the I mean he was a good fighter. He learned. He was a man of many talents. He was a he was a Swiss Army knife, a jack of all trades. That's Max <laughs> Fisher. But the headmaster ended like up getting a stroke because Mac Fisher drove him insane. Okay. I like it. Well I gotta watch it, the Bourne movies. In Rushmore, the headmaster, Brian Cox, ended up having a stroke, but throughout it, Max or Schwartzman was giving him a hard time, like just being a schmoozer, making him roll his eyes a bunch. But that headmaster kept up with it. Well, and he's no uh he's no stranger to like faking an illness or a, or a suicide. So like the, yeah. the stroke could have been like faked. Oh yeah. He needed out of there. He needed to move on to something else. That's pretty good. He also, uh, that's a good one. Also the dad and big fish. Yeah. Oh great, yes. Great yeah. Yeah. That could have been just one of his, one of his tall tales. <sighs> He ran a school, and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, uh-huh. yeah." <laughs> the whole thing takes place in the Big Fish universe. Oh shit! Any story featuring Brian Cox is Big Fish story. I wonder. I guess Wes or Anderson, Ewan McGregor. both are like this movie's per- like. There's some, as you said, like cartoony aspects to it, kind of like an exaggeration, <laughs> kind of like Big Fish. I I think that uh, Star Wars is takes place in the Big Fish universe mm-hmm. with Ewan McGregor <laughs> as uh, he, as Ed Edward or whatever his name was. I I would love to see what how they kind at the end funeral uh, <laughs> at the end of Big Fish the funeral where you kind of see the reality of the stories that uh, Brian Cox told. What do you think? Who do you think shows up in Jar Jar? Is Jar Jar Binks? What monstrosity? <laughs> oh, that, great. that exaggerated Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, like that would be a great like recut if we could like add characters to the Big Fish see, yeah. funeral scene. All like, of Rushmore shows up. There's like an R two D two colored Roomba rolling around. Uh, <laughs> Mason, dude. The, uh, well, there's just a bunch of there's just a bunch of people who are just different ethnicities, and they show up. But they in the Star Wars universe, they're just it's clearly <laughs> yeah. racist, like just making them out to be like these disgusting <laughs> monsters. <laughs> but they're just like Jewish or whatever. <laughs> like, Jackie Chan shows up. He was the Trade Federation. He's like, I thought you were dead. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, the governor. <laughs> like, they're so like and. Jar Jar is like clearly just oh, like that, a Rastafarian yeah, like black guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess the I guess the ears could be dreadlocks yeah, at the yeah, funeral, yeah, so never mind. Make it, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Man, you suck. <laughs> so, uh, before I got a few actual theories, but uh, I found on online there's some nods to uh, to other films that I thought are pretty cool. Um, that when Jason asks uh, Margaret Yang to remove her glasses and says that she looks better without them, that's a uh, that line. It's pretty common in movies, but it was also used in Rocky, almost exactly like that. And yeah. the girl in the glasses was uh, Adrian, and that was uh, Jason Schwartzman's mom in real life. Oh, I see. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh... And then, Sophia Coppola. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's Francis Ford's daughter. So it was Sophia's sister. 
I don't know. This is it says Talia Shire. Hmm. All right. But uh, and then Max is when Max is talking to Brian Cox, asking him to let him stay at Rushmore for old times' sake. Uh, it said that it mirrors a similar scene in The Godfather, also done by Francis Ford Coppola, Max's uh, uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's in similarities to uh, Apocalypse Now, uh, where. Sh- yeah, just a bunch of different like nods to other movies, along with the dynamite scene is like just like in uh, Heat. Yeah, where yeah. He buys charging the purchase to an Arizona company is almost exactly like it's done at the beginning of Heat, where he's buying so, the dynamite cool. for that play. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I did a little googling about like the Wes Anderson if there's any fan theories about it, and I found a, a Reddit thread that I liked about that uh, a lot of Wes Anderson's films take place in the same universe Mm -hmm. uh because like i mean there's all we talked about earlier similar like you know shots similar ideas similar music but this guy came up with a theory or or girl you know either one could be either one you know or uh, or or one of the oh sir or one of the other i think that's or one of the other ones one of the other uh what he could be a them it could be a and he, you know, there's 72 to pick from. So maybe it's something cool that uh, I don't, I don't even know about. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a maybe a thong. It could be a. <laughs> oh, ooh, I but, hope uh, it's, I hope it's one of those. <laughs> maybe, uh, so maybe. and it says that that the Life Aquatic, uh, Hotel Chevalier, and the Darjeeling Limited. Those are three other movies by Wes Anderson. These are all stories written by Max Fisher while at Rushmore. Oh, and uh, so again, I was just saying earlier how in the Life Aquatic it seems like like very fake at points, like it was like an artistic choice. And it and, looks like like, th- and the book he's reading in that is digging for sunken treasure. That's the one that tracks him down to by, first grade by teacher Jacques Jacques Cousteau, which is uh, Zazu or uh, the guy from uh, Lion King. Life from life, yeah. Uh, no, it's Steve, Z- Steve Zizu, yeah. Zazu is Lion King. Wait, what's it's all connected? G- what's Jacques Cousteau got to do with Steve Zizu? Steve Zizu is uh, it's like inspired by oh, Jacques, yeah. so he's like an explorer. Mm-hmm. So then that makes sense, and it like looks all weird, kind of like the last play that he did, the Heaven and Hell thing, and then uh, also. The Hotel Chevalier and Darjeeling Limited have a writer within the film Jack, who is played by Jason Schwartzman. Oh no shit! Uh, so it's like it says, "Is this an autobiographical tale?" As Jack writes the film, thinly disguised, like is the story of the girl who made him grow up framed in fictional narrative? Uh, yeah. So there's all this. Uh, I like that idea that it's that is pretty oh, cool. And um, um, what's his face? Uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, it, Bill Murray is Steve Zizou. And he was like, while he would, might be writing this, he like looked up to him. They were like best friends at the time. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning of Life Aquatic, uh, Steve Zizou's best friend Esteban uh, dies. Um, and that's like right at the beginning. And that is the same actor who plays Max Fisher's dad oh. in Rushmore. So it's like, could he be writing this about his dad, how he like wants his dad to be like someone different or whatever, like writing it in there. So there's Replace. some, uh, yeah, that's nice when that's nice when directors use like the same actors. Cause it's a, uh, yeah, 
it's easy like, could very much be makes it easy for us and then, yeah and then one one step further then so if this is connected uh willem defoe is in uh life aquatic and i was thinking after that maybe like they they do a shipwreck he goes off on his own and he ends up becoming an old lighthouse uh <laughs> like watcher with Robert Pattinson and losing his damn mind uh, in the film, the lighthouse. He's married to the sea mm-hmm. and he's got a hog. <laughs> so he, that's what he floats I, on the sea with. <laughs> the story goes that the lighthouse went out and they just had to uh, use his hog as a uh, guiding, <laughs> guiding light. What if the lighthouse is actually his hog? That's something like he's the tip of it lights up like Rudolph's hog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Robert Pattinson's living in there, baby. Uh huh. Have you seen the lighthouse? I have, and I need to though. It's weird. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I hear it's really good. Black and white. Black and white, yeah. But yeah, so that's a. I really, I found that one online, so I'm not going to take credit for it. Uh, the the lighthouse one is me, but I really like that one a lot. I thought it's a uh, pretty pretty well thought out. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I need to see yeah. more Wes Anderson movies. I do too. Yeah, I mean, I've watched two in the last like two or three days, and they're uh, since Rushmore, and they're they're very good. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen like Moonrise Kingdom and uh, I, Grand I, Budapest? No, I haven't seen like any of them. Oh, those are good. Yeah, Grand Budapest won a bunch of awards, right? Yeah, yeah. they all did. Someone who's saying, I think. Uh, I heard someone was talking about Grand Budapest recently about how it's very, it's like, it's Wes Anderson, like jerking himself off. Like it's very much like <laughs> everything that he does to the 10th power. Like, <laughs> yeah, extreme, like plays into it big time. Yeah. Like weird characters, like big it's shots, good. cool setups, cartoony, but it's good. I liked it. Yeah. All right. Uh, one for hey. um, Margaret Yang. Uh, okay. I I'm think, in. I think she, um, so she's with Max Fisher or whatever at the end of the story. She's a good student. I think she goes to college. And then when she goes to college, she goes to this fucking crazy party with a bunch of old dudes. And then, um, they, the old dudes end up, uh, starting a fret. And then she, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually she gets oh, okay. out of them and then she bribes Jeremy Piven um, and no, saves Piven, the friend. Piven bribes her. Yeah, tries yeah, to, tries to bribe her. yeah, but then she ends up bribing him because she has the recording. And Luke Wilson looks very familiar to her as that guy that was at her yeah, play. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, I think he, oh, good. he switched jobs because he was tired of nursing and, you know. He flew home and found out his wife was all poor. You know, then you know. You know, sometimes you take the early flight home from San Francisco, and a couple of naked people jump out of your closet like a goddamn magic show, and, and it stops right there. Some people say, you know, love is blind. I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. I, I she's a. Like, Lady, do you remember when we saw Jeremy Piven like screaming at those women on the street in L.A.? Oh yeah, dude, Piven's the new Toad. <laughs> Piven, Piven is Toad. We uh, we were driving uh, in L.A. on our way to like the comedy store or something, and I swear, like <laughs> like four blocks away, I look up and I go, "Is that fucking Jeremy Piven?" <laughs> the time stopped. 
I spotted him and he had like three women around him and he's like he's like staring at him like he's like telling him this big story. Like he, he was like, definitely like all coked out. This was before he got women on the street in an alley. I think this was like before he got like me too as well. It could have been like the night it happened. Who knows? But, I didn't even know he got me too. Yeah, that's why he's like doing stand up now. Yeah, because uh, you know, they, they say getting me too only makes you uh, have to lose your number one passion, so he can't act anymore. And he's kinda, falling back yeah, on stand up, yeah. and he's figured like all these other comedians got me too, so I might as well join the club. Yeah, he fucking his his fallback is my dream. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I like that one, Armand. That's pretty good. Yeah, she uh, she was like top of her class at a uh, at the yeah, school that student. old school guys go to. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think when Max Fisher told like says she's pretty with her glasses off, I think that's why she doesn't wear glasses in old school. Yeah, she looked uh, she looked cute in the uh, Heaven and Hell thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a sweet play. Like it was insane. Yeah. yeah. All of them were good. Yeah. All of the productions that Max put on were great. I would I would highly recommend it. Like if you like the way that that production looked with all the like practical effects and stuff moving across, uh, Life Aquatic is very much like that. They do this opening scene of they show the boat that they're on, and it's just this insane boat that has like a cutting room for film. It's got like a sauna. It's got uh, state of the art laboratory, and they do it like it's cut in half. And then they just like drop the camera down and slide over and move throughout the whole thing. It's it's so cool. And they That's would have had to like cool. build all these rooms too. Yeah. Damn. It's probably you could probably just Google that scene. It's really cool. I'd like to watch it with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Check out the whole film. But yeah. But yeah, I think that uh, Jason Jason Schwartzman was in a classic HBO show called Bored to Death, where he played a. Uh, like a shitty writer that uh, oh, was always getting into hijinks and like schmoozing people. He pretended to be a private detective. It, so also having Ted Danson, but it's not really, it really reminded me of young Max. I mean, it kind of sounds well, like it's it. Yeah, he's like a struggling writer, I, Jewish. How quirky. many? How many seasons is that of that show was there? More than you think. Not enough. Oh, I thought it I watched like two or three of them and I really enjoyed it. I bet there's what was it called? Um, Bored to Death. Bored to Death. Zach Galifianakis was in it as well. Oh yeah. What's it on? It's on it's on HBO. HBO. Uh, oh shit, you're right. Only twenty four episodes. So probably like what, two, three seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Three C's. That's pretty good. I could see that. I uh I watched this like since I was I was watching these movies on the move a bunch, it's it was a lot of like stopping and starting. I wish I could have sat down and just watched it all. But I guess we own it now, so watch it whenever we want. Yeah. Yeah. In the family library. Shout out to Google Family Library. Sponsor us. Yeah, what's up, family? <laughs> Yeah, honestly, uh, if our fans out there ever want to get us anything, uh, Google Play gift cards would be yeah. uh, much appreciated. Yeah, or Uber. We're talking, 
we're talking to you, Ross and Scott. Yeah. <laughs> our, only, our only people. Well, or people Uber to get dad. Or or Uber to get Mike to Armand's place. That would be nice. Yeah. But yeah. Or a gun, Ooh, so I, I can take the train. Good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. There, yeah, there's definitely people on the train yelling about white people on there. Yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's all I got for theories. I think we got some good ones. Yeah. I like plays a lot. That one was good. Yeah. Me too. Any, got anything else while we're, while we're here? Trying to look at anything. Uh, that was pretty good. I should have... When you were talking about the references, Max, while he's like first meeting Bill Murray, is asking if he was. Wait, who's he talking to when he's asking if he was in the war? He goes, "Were you in the shit?" Yeah, <laughs> that I was. I was in the shit. Yeah, yeah. I Could guess that, I think that full metal jacket. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Yeah, I, I read that that, that a lot. That line, uh, "I was in the shit," I was ranked like on the like top 100 best movie lines or something. Yeah. Probably say this, like, in this movie. They say it a lot yeah. of uh, full metal jacket. Yeah. It's good. Well, I would recommend watching a uh, check out some of the other uh, Wes Anderson's and see, see what you think about the, yeah. the universe theory. Yeah. I kind of want to just go on a little Wes Anderson kick and just watch yeah. all of them. Cause there's not too many of them. Nope. Yeah, there's maybe like maybe like eight, and then he also yeah. has like Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. which are animated or like kind of claymationy. Those are both good. Or you know what? Just rewatch Big Fish if you'd like. Yeah. Yep. So many, so many movies to watch. There he is. There's Rooster. There he is. Yeah, I'm shaking up. around in there. <laughs> He's got to make his presence. Well cool. well, cool. I think we, uh, I think we did it. Yeah. Connected it into some stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. that's all you can do. I uh, I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend the movie. Yeah, I thought this was one of the better ones we've we've done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's like a le- it's like a legit, very well done and like well respected film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely not like a '80s cocaine Listen, action flick. <laughs> am I going to put in so the same week. conversation as Big Trouble in Little China? Yes, I think they're both great. Absolutely. Both the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Next week we gotta watch. Uh, we gotta go back to something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. And then we'll break it up. So we'll yeah. figure that out. But uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, see you next week. Let's get retarded in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Follow your intuition, free your inner soul and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, girl is pulling we out. You wouldn't believe how we wow shit.